Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Your family is special. That's why Pathways Financial Credit Union offers many mortgage options to help you buy that special home or refinance your current home. Pathways offers some of the best rates and lowest fees you'll find anywhere in the country. As the fastest growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years, you know you can trust our mortgage professionals to do what's best for you. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at pathwayscu.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the NCUA. Welcome everyone to episode 193 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Taporic and this is going to be our last episode of 2018. So to close out the year, we are going to take an early look at the all-star race, see who we think are locks at this point, and then some of the up in the air last couple spots for each conference. Before we get underway, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles to give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well, Brian. I'm looking forward to talking about the All-Stars and not watching the game in February. <laughs> right. I know. After we just talked for 100 minutes yesterday about Luka Doncic, it'll be nice to talk yeah. more about Luka Doncic. Yeah, and for those who don't know that reference, it you know I had Brian on my Patreon. Yeah, so Mort does have a Patreon. Check him out on Twitter. You can find the link there, and we it's all in Danish. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Patreon. Yes, except for that episode, which is very much in English because I did not learn Danish just to talk about Luka Doncic. Very disappointed about that, actually. I know. Next yeah. year, there's always next year. But yeah, That's check true. check it out. There's a. A bunch of good stuff there about how we would build ideal teams around Luka Doncic. We got into some fun fun conversation there. Uh, so, Mort, let's start with the West. And I think mm-hmm. the best way to go about this is I'm going to list the guys who I think are locks or near locks. And then if you disagree with any, feel free to push back. And then we'll go into the other, like the maybes. Because in the All West, right. there are a lot. Just a, a precursor to this whole conversation is that when you're compiling your all-star snubs predictions, look to the West, because there are going to be some really <laughs> like, really impressive guys and impressive seasons that are going to go unrecognized just because it's a numbers game and you can only pull 12 guys from the West. Yep. So I think the starters are pretty much set in stone, barring like catastrophic injuries. It's going to be LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis, and then James Harden and Stephen Curry. Yeah, agree I agree. with those five? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For the reserves, that leaves seven spots. Mm-hmm. Paul George, I think, is a lock. Agreed. Damian Lillard, I think, is a lock. Agreed. Nikola Jokic, I think, is a lock. Agreed. Russell Westbrook, I think, is a lock. And this is where we disagree. <laughs> more Russell Westbrook slander for more. Go all right, right all ahead, right. my friend. Look, no, it's just he's so dreadfully overrated at this point, it's ridiculous. So... Basically, he's averaging 10.7 rebounds, right? And everyone is like, oh, look at the rebounding. All right. 
1.6 of those are contested. He has the lowest consistent contested rebounding percentage of everyone averaging over eight rebounds a game. Mm. Oh, seven over seven. <laughs> okay. So basically, it means that this idea that he is somehow a menace on the glass is more so a design because you see, you know, Stephen Adams and everyone else just getting out of his damn way to grab boards. It's right. just stat hoarding at this point. Let us go and look at his defense. There's not a single place on the court where he doesn't allow more, you know, a, a lesser field goal percentage than what he should. So basically, everyone is shooting a higher percentage against him at from everywhere on the court. Threes, twos, close to the rim, mid-range area. Everyone is getting theirs against Russ. So we're looking at a guy who's just a miserable defender who doesn't work for his rebounds and just gets them by design. He has a true shooting percentage of 48, which is far below league average. So remind me again, why am I putting him in the All-Star game? Raw box score numbers and the team's success, which both of which I know you hate, but both of which are why I think he's... I don't think there's a question he's going to make the All-Star game. I uh, No, uh, let me just preface this by saying I think he makes it in two. I just yeah. disagree with the yeah, fact okay. that he should. I don't think yeah. he should. And like, I think it's blatantly ridiculous at this point that we're still looking at him as, you know, some sort of top player. The guy's shooting right. under 25% from downtown. He's hitting 61% from the free throw line. Yeah. 61%. Like, what is he offering at this point? He takes him 18.6 shots a game to score 20.2 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hear you. And, like, I agree he's not playing at the level he was last year or two years ago when he won the MVP. But... The fact is, he's still averaging a triple-double. He's leading the league in assists. He's leading the league in steals. He's on the team. You know, we're recording this on Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, December 27th. He's on the team with the third-best record in the most competitive Western Conference I've ever seen. They're only a game behind the Warriors. So, again, I know, like, it's, I know you hate that all-star selections often come down to like, oh, this player's on a good team. He deserves to make it over. Like, this guy's putting up huge numbers on a bad team. Right. Well, he's just stat padding. Like, yes. Westbrook, I know, he, you know, there is some component of his game that is stat padding, particularly with the rebounds. You're totally right. That's been an argument against him for years, dating, even, dating back and even before his MVP campaign, but right. especially the MVP season. But I just think... The those factors that may or may not be fair, like just pure raw box score plus team success, are going to get him in. I, I I do think it's a deserved. I think a team, a Thunder team that's been this good this year, they deserve two All Stars. And I don't know who else you would put aside. Stephen Adams. Yeah, I, I would well, genuinely put Paul George and Stephen Adams above Westbrook right now. I absolutely we'll, would. We'll get to Adams because he's a guy who I think he could be in there. But, like, so let's say, I mean, let's say you agree Westbrook's going to be in even if you don't think he should be, right? Right. But, oh, by the way, let me just ask, when you had the West locks, or is uh-huh. that just a prediction or is that who you wanted to have in uh, as locks? I mean, I think both, honestly. All right. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't argue with any of those nine guys making it, and I think all of those nine guys are going to make it. But what's your personal rationale, then, for, for Russ? that's it like he's on the third best team in the west he's still putting up monster numbers and he's i mean he's contributing to success just because he's not doing it efficiently 
doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's not a deserving all-star. Well, I mean, I never said the words bad player. Let's be fair. Yeah, Yeah. or fine, not a deserving all-star. Like, I think he's still very much deserving. It's just like he's not, he just isn't at the high level he was two years ago. I think it's fair to put him on, you know, the West maybes. I'm not saying that he shouldn't get consideration. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just have a problem putting him in the lock status, even though I know, like logically, I obviously know that he's going to make it. Even next year, like the Russell Westbrook legacy that everyone seems to be clinging onto, it's mm-hmm. going to continue. I, I have a feeling that we are looking at Russ's decline right now. I think he's going to be even worse next year. It's possible. I mean, I think part of it is honestly, you know, when I was we were DMing with Sarah about this the other day, when he was the MVP season, that was right after KD left. They mm. just didn't have anyone else, really. They had Depot, but, like, he was being misused and had not broken oh, out yeah. yet. Yeah. And then it was, like, Steven Adams, Ennis Cantor. Like, they just didn't have another offensive weapon. So they needed him to take 24 shots a game. And he did it, and he didn't do it especially efficiently. But, you know, he just put up those monster numbers in one MVP, which is right. still controversial in some circles. Now, you know, last year... He still took a lot of shots. So his points per game went down somewhat. I mean, compared to the MVP season, it went down by six. Uh, but he still took a lot of shots. There was still, like, some just, like, hierarchical questions about, like, who, you know, that, that like, Paul George came, Carmelo Anthony came. And then there's always, when you get a new star, there's, like, the taking turns kind of push-pull, push-pull. And, like, there were multiple stories last year where, you know, mm-hmm. Paul George and Carmelo were, like, telling him, look, you, like, just be yourself and we'll fit in around you. This year, Paul George is playing, you know, we talked about last episode, Paul George is playing at, like, a top five MVP caliber right now. Like, he's yes. he's never been better. Steven Adams has never been better. Dennis Schroeder is playing really well, too. And I think Russ is finally... He's starting to defer a little bit more. There mm. are still times, like on Christmas Day, where he tries to take over late. And he, you know, I, I said this to you and Sarah as well. Like, he can single-handedly win you a game at times, and he can single-handedly lose you a game at times. And Christmas Day was an example of the latter. But I think, in general, it's a good development for him that he doesn't feel like he needs to do it all anymore. He knows that he's got a Paul George there, and a Schroeder there, and an Adams there, who he can trust to actually right. generate offense. I don't disagree with any of that, but I will ask you this. Isn't the whole point of having more help that you become more efficient? <laughs> right. That's that's the next step. Right. And that step has not been reached. I mean, yeah. the opposite has been true for us. Right. I mean, he's not... He's just never been efficient. No, like, that's true. But like at 48%, you know, true shooting percentage. Yeah. Like we agree that that that's it's even a career low for him. Yeah. Like we agree that that's just abysmal, right? Yeah. I mean, he even his just normal field goal percentage is the lowest it's been since his sophomore season. Right. But like his highest field goal percentage is forty five point seven. Like, you know, he's just never going to be a high. He's never going to be like LeBron James, it's or KD. It's just like not who he is. No, I I agree with that. I just. Honestly, we're in year what twelve of the Russell twelve or eleven eleven eleventh yeah. year yeah. of the Russell Westbrook experiment, and I still don't quite know what he is. <laughs> but 
but at, at, look, at the end of the day, I'm just looking at the numbers as well. You know, he still dropped more than 11 points, almost 11 and a half points in two years. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Well, not if you become less efficient. Right. Well, he's, I mean, he's barely less efficient. He was at 42.5. The problem is his three-point shooting has dropped off a cliff. And free throw shooting. Yeah, that's true, too. Like, yeah, over 20, 23 percentage points down. Come on. I mean, I am I the only one seeing these warning signs? No, that the free throw is weird because, like, in theory, I mean, he shot, at least before last season, he shot 78% or better in each of his first nine. Mm-hmm. So, like, that that seems strange to me. Like, such a rapid decline there. Right. I, yeah. I just, I, I'm feeling very uneasy about picking Westbrook for anything right now. Yeah, I, he's still making All Star. He's probably going to make fair. an All NBA, and that's going to really piss oh. you off. Oh, that is, you know, <laughs> I would rather give him the meaningless All Star nod than I want to give him an All NBA nod. I yeah. will be legitimately pissed, and I will go on a forty-five minute rant about this. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance the starlight lounge presents an evening with the progressive box yeah that's hugo tickling the ivories he just saved by bundling home and auto with progressive gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours hugo send her my condolences hi oh this next one's for you too there's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. It's yourself for that in four months. Ugh. Okay. Well, let's go into the West Maybes. Yes. I think there are a lot of names here. And assuming Westbrook makes it, or even if he doesn't, I mean, that's three or four spots at most. So I'm right. just going to run through the names at first, and then you mm-hmm. can tell me who you would have in there. Okay. Clay Thompson? Nope. Carl Anthony Towns? Nope. Tobias Harris? Yes. Mike Conley? Yes. Luka Doncic? Yes. Mark Gasol? Eh. DeMar DeRozan? Eh. De'Aaron Fox? Oh, so close. Not there yet. Drew Holiday? Oh. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I I am actually torn. Yeah, I think it's going to come down. One spot's going to come down to Conley versus Holiday, I think. Oh, but then, then you know what? I want to give it to Conley then because he hasn't been at the All-Star yet. And, right. and Drew was actually an All-Star uh, about five years ago, I want to yeah. say. Four or five last years year ago. in Philly. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I want to give that nod to Conley. And I know that's very sentimental. And that's against what I'm trying to go with here. Right. But, but it's not like Conley is undeserving. Right. No, no, not at all. It's, it's the Goran Dragic Career Achievement Award, the one yeah. he got last year. But I am still bitter about that. Um, okay, a few more. Steven Adams? I mean, if it's over Russ, yeah. <laughs> Rudy Gobert? No. Clint Capella? Uh, again, so close, not there yet. 
Yeah, I know. So there are a lot of names. Let's let's go into Clay Thompson first because I think yeah. a lot of people might be surprised that we don't have him as a lock. Yeah, it's just he's he's really not been shooting the ball great this year. Right. Um, that that I mean his his primary strength has been somewhat nullified. Like the yeah. guy shot forty four percent from downtown last season, and this year it's under thirty four percent. Right. Which is you know I mean when you look at the offensive volume that Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are going through right now, like you would think that that just leaves so many open shots for Clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mean, sure what to think. He's taking a career high number of shots. Yeah. And he is not averaging a career high number of points. This is not a good contract year. No. I mean, he's still going to get paid, and he's still oh, going obviously. to stay at Golden State. But, like, yeah, right. I think, look, he shot 40% or above every year of his career until now. Mm-hmm. But if you're – not that he's a one-trick pony. Like, he could do more than just shoot three-pointers. But if that's your, like, primary strength and that suddenly goes MIA, I mean, I think he probably, in the end – is likely to make it in just because it's still the Warriors and the, yeah. I would assume they're going to be if not the top seed in the West by the All-Star break they'll be a top two top three and like you know I, I think it's just like almost a legacy nod for him at this point like right I, I just don't think a lot of voters are even going to think twice about it they're just going to be like oh yeah the Warriors are good Clay Thompson yeah absolutely but so, I just don't yeah. know if he should be a shoe in necessarily so you want to hear a really weird stat for Clay? Yeah. Really, really weird stat. So he is taking only 39.4% of his shots are threes. That is the mm-hmm. lowest since his rookie season, okay? Wow. Yet he's averaging a career high in terms of uh, you know, average distance on his jump shot. Interesting. That is so weird, right? So I, I went into it. Apparently, he's... 28% of his shots are from the dreaded 16-foot out to, to the three-point line, oh, which no. is the highest he's had since, again, his rookie season. Mm-hmm. He is taking more long twos than ever before. That's no good. It's not. Yeah, and I mean, right now, again, the Thursday after Christmas, he has a PER of 14.5, which I know PER is not an all-encompassing metric, but... right. If the league average is 15, he is playing below a replacement level player right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's that it's not pretty. All-star. Yeah. No. His true shooting percentage is under league standards as well. Yeah. It's the At lowest 53. of his career. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It actually is. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> it's it's bad. Right. Um, I'm not really sure what happened there. Like He still somehow manages to, to average 21 a game, but that's just yeah. off of volume. Right. And it, like it still feels like a slump. I don't think his shooting percentage or his shooting ability like went away overnight. This is not a Markel Fultz situation, but because right. you know there was that game against the Bulls, right, where he just went like, oh yeah, supernova. He, yeah, he was slumping at the beginning of the year, and then he like single handedly raised his percentage probably ten points by just nuking the Bulls. So, but, a yeah, fun fact about that one: if you remove that game. Uh-huh. Then he's only hit 73 triples on the year. Wow. In what, like 30-plus games? 30, right? 35 games. So that wow. means that without that one game, he would just average a schmidge over two makes a game. 
Wow. That one yeah. game made one hell of a difference. <laughs> right. That that may end up winning him his all-star nod. Yeah. Which is wild. Uh, one guy we excluded, by the way, from the even the maybes list was his teammate, Draymond Green. Because yeah. there's no way, right? No. Yeah. No. All right. So do you want to go into it? With Draymond? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's He's declining, man. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, he's he's not going to be like the the Draymond of old. I don't know what it is. I I I have a feeling he's going through what I call Joakim Noah syndrome, like mm-hmm. when the energy level just kind of dries up. Yeah. At some point, like you reach your late 20s and he's what 28, mm-hmm. almost 29, mm-hmm. where he's he's been this you know, energetic beast for so long where he's just like, oh, I can't keep this up. This is so exhausting. Right. I think there's a level of that as well as there wasn't really a, a particularly high offensive skill set that he could fall back on when that happened. Like he wasn't, mm-hmm. he was never a great shooter. Right. He right. was never a great passer if, still, but yeah. Absolutely. Like that's, yeah. yes. As I mean, strictly as a scorer, there isn't right. anything to fall back on. You're right. I shouldn't have said offensively. Yeah. As a scorer, there isn't much to fall back on. Like defensively, and you know, from an intelligence perspective, he's still right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I think, I mean, like the the three point percentage is down to twenty two. Twenty two four. Like there were a couple. Oh. I mean, there was a segment on the jump where they were talking about this, and they were asking like, what happened to him? Um, and yeah, there was like the, is he just has he just fallen off a cliff is is there no coming back from that um and mark spears who like you know he he seems pretty connected to the warriors organization he said after that christmas day game he's never heard draymond beat himself up publicly like he was like draymond was just saying like this is on me i'm just playing terribly like i don't know what i need to do to fix it but i need to and like part of me wonders if it's just the fatigue of going for a three-peat and like it's just really hard to get the motivation up even for you know even for like what should be a marquee regular season game christmas day against the lakers yeah but it's still just a december 25th game that doesn't matter more than any other game in the standings maybe he's really just starting to like save himself for the playoffs which would be smart but at the same time i mean this is just not a good rhythm as yeah. well, I mean, you yeah. need to some you need to find some sort of rhythm in the regular season. You can't, you just cannot expect anyone anymore to turn on this button. Right, right. I just, I think that's a, I, I don't think, I think only the truly, truly great players can do that. Yeah. And you know, to be fair, he's not that. I mean, he's great, but he's not, you know, in in one of those Mount Rushmore players. Right, right. Yeah, I mean. I, It'll be interesting to see how things change when Boogie finally makes his debut. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. the Warriors just don't have... They don't have the bigs that they've had in past years. Not, like, they, that they've ever been truly reliant on big men, but, like, JaVale McGee was more useful than what they're getting out of Kavon Looney this year. Like, they, they're really lacking. So, I think, also, Draymond's just playing more of the five. Like, that was their break glass in case of emergency during the regular season was the death lineup and then in the playoffs Mm. they would roll it out more this year he's just having out of necessity he's having to play more center than ever and i think that's probably not helping matters either 
I would agree with all that. I mean, I don't think you find the best offensive rhythm as well for him, given you know how he's so so undersized and playing that big position. Right. You know, he's he's scored 149 points this year mm. on 145 shots. Yeah. So it's probably not the way that you get him involved. And, mm-hmm. and this is really an interesting question as well. How do you get Gray involved offensively in terms of scoring the ball? Like, how do you not make him a liability on the offensive end? Like, he's not a great pick-and-roll guy. He right. can't really pick-and-pop anymore because look at his shooting. <laughs> right. He, he's not a low-post guy either. Like, mm-hmm. and, and he's not a guy who can, you know, take a couple of dribbles and then, you know, hit a fadeaway mid-range jump shot a la Kobe Bryant, right? Right. Like right. what did you know what can he really do to generate offense? I think right now he's more or less an offensive rebounder mm-hmm. who gets, you know, buckets on putbacks and that's about yeah. it. Like right. he's extremely limited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all that is to say he will not be making it to right. this year for the All-Star game. <laughs> we just wanted to rub it in a little bit apparently. Right. Right. Uh let's go to Carl Anthony Towns. Because I'm interested that you said no for him. Uh, look, again, you know, I, I am not the one uh, <laughs> deciding the interest. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance aiming factor because I, I i want defense i want defense yeah um i i just yeah i'm look the line is great what i, I i'm going to his profile right now but off the top of my head he's like 21 11 or something like that right yeah well i have his so i All think right. voters have to keep in mind like his pre and post jimmy numbers especially right right because he has turned like he started somewhat slow this year oh very jimmy, slow yeah, so the Jimmy thing like was just seemingly wearing on him. He seemed checked out at some points. Since Jimmy left, it's a 21-game sample size. 21.5 points, 12.1 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.4 blocks, 1.6 steals, 0 point, or 1.63, sorry, and 0.8 steals, and only 33.3 minutes a game. I mean, again, I'll take him over Russ. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. If it comes down to Nikola Jokic versus Towns... Yeah. I'm going oh, Jokic. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I don't think I think Jokic. There's no question he's in. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's the situation, if that's yeah. the debate, yeah. Like, the thing is, like, you can make the argument that Town should be in over like Mike Conley. Yeah. Or Luka Doncic. Right. That's where I think it comes down to. Yeah, and I, I could totally see him getting the nod over those guys. He, here's the thing for me. I want Luka to have one of those careers where he starts off with a bang. Like, yeah. just all-star every year. Mm-hmm. Until he's like, Tim Duncan doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> right, right. I mean, the argument against Towns is that he's shooting a career low 48.7% overall. He was mm-hmm. very consistently, like, right at 54-point-something percent in each of his yes. first three years. So that hurts. Minnesota, after the 
Butler trade started off pretty hot, like actually was doing well, but they've kind of since fallen back to earth, so that doesn't help either. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I definitely think it's fair to say he's not a lock, but I think he probably has the inside track over a guy like like Luca. I think, yeah. especially, I'm I'm thinking of him especially next to the other bigs. So Capella, Adams, Gobert. I think he has the inside track over all of those guys. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. I agree with that one. And I, I, I think I, you know, I kind of joked around with Steven Adams mm-hmm. saying I wanted him over <laughs> Russ, but that was right. only because you insisted that OKC should have more than one All-Star. <laughs> I mean. I, I stand by that. Uh, well, then what are you going to do? Like, if that's if that's what I'm it comes down to. Russ in there. Yeah, you, let's, let's just say that's not a thing, right? Let's just say yeah. you actually look at Russ objectively here. <laughs> No, but uh, if it comes down to it, Stephen Adams and and Towns, like you're going Towns. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can get behind that. I can get yeah. behind that. Well, I will note still how I absolutely hate that the only way he can play great again is he was given carte blanche. Yeah. No, I, I, that's a fair concern about like <laughs> the long term success of this Timberwolves team. Right. Oh my God! Somebody pushed me, and I couldn't handle the pressure. Oh, now right. he's gone. I can deliver again. What? Right. What? Yeah. I don't want to go the whole you know soft route, but that's soft as hell. Right. It doesn't speak well to his competitive fire, if nothing else. I want to. I want to say that I will almost want the Timberwolves. Like if I'm if I'm a player, mm-hmm. I and, and I'm in the I'm in the Western Conference playoffs, like a high seed. I mm-hmm. want the Timberwolves. With the in into the eighth seed, if I'm a center, like oh, I would yeah, just go yeah. at I would go at Towns, like I yeah. would know all of that, and I would I would relentlessly attack him. Yeah, I, I think especially since you know 14 teams are in the playoff race right now. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, think I love the West. <laughs> it's absurd, but yeah, I feel like that's one of the ones. If you're like a top two, top three seed, you're you're hoping. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean. You're hoping Minnesota gets there above pretty much anyone else. Yeah, because they're they're definitely going to be the easiest one to knock off. Like, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, hey, Andrew Wiggins, take this 21-footer. <laughs> right. It's fine. Exactly. exactly. Go for it. I like that you had Tobias Harris as in. Dude. I know. But, I mean, he would be a first-time All-Star, which is great. Yeah. Like, the Clippers, I think a lot's going to come down to just how the Clippers fair over the next couple weeks i agree with that i i actually thought you know it was a combination of how he's played and the fact mm-hmm. that you know la is tied with well la for the fourth seed <laughs> right right so i mean he's just been awesome he's really yeah. taking the he's one of those guys who's never had like a one-year breakout he just right. consistently improved which you know is kind of a lost art and those type of players do tend to get overlooked a lot hey mm-hmm. again mike conley was one of those guys yeah so I think it's important that we kind of break with that narrative and get guys in who make these developments like on a step-by-step basis. Right. Yeah. I mean, like we said going into the season, we said this about Dallas, the Clippers, and Memphis. They were going to be mm. better than people expected, but we didn't necessarily think they were going to make the playoffs. And like all three of those teams could slip out. Like I'm not yes. – the only three teams I am confident that are going to make the playoffs – are Golden State, Denver, and OKC. Because if Denver can survive this slew of injuries, they're they're fine. But yep. like everyone else. Oh yeah. I, I mean Even Houston. Yeah. Houston found their legs, but 
Right. Ooh, it could go wrong in a hurry. I mean, like we saw how how essential Harden is. One injury is oh, him, yeah. game over. Yeah. Like right now, separating the four seed, which is the Lakers and the Clippers, and the fourteen seed, which is the Pelicans, is only five and a half games. Yeah. No, it's wide open. Yeah. But by the way, if I told you that Tobias Harris would be a candidate for the 50-40-90 club, if I told you that a year ago. <laughs> I know. It's, I wild. Mean, it's wild. That's insane, right? And on high volume. Yeah. I mean, he shot well last year, too. He shot 41.1 from three last year, but his field goal percentage and his free throw percentage were not that high. Like He's, he's hitting career high marks, I believe, in every category right now. Yeah. Field goal, three-point, and free throw percentage. That is correct. That Doing is correct. Doing it at a higher volume than ever. Mm-hmm. And on a good team. And rebounding a career high as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty much find me something that isn't a career high. I guess yeah. assists. He's point one. Oh, off. no. <laughs> <laughs> and his true shooting percentage is 61 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I take mean, that. I think... The problem is I think it's going to be tricky for him because he lacks the name recognition of a Clay Thompson. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Clay gets in over him, even though I think in terms of there's no numerical case you can make. Right. At least off the top of my head, that's like Clay Thompson should be in over Tobias Harris, but I think the reput- their respective reputation might get Clay in regardless. And this is why I hate the All-Star format, <laughs> Brian. I know, I know. Uh, all right, let's go into Mike Conley versus Drew Holiday then. Yeah. Well, I already said what I wanted to say on that one. It's just it's it's time for Mike to get one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think Drew is actually worthy of an All Star yeah. berth, um, and I think it would be even more impressive for him to do it in the West. Like the year he made it in Philly, that was kind of a weak field. Right. So for him, and he's really grown as a player. Yeah. That would be really nice for him to get that recognition, but you know, looking at Mike Conley and still seeing that zero next to All Star games, I it's know. at this point it's just it's too much to bear. I mm-hmm. j- I just feel I I we may not see the same Mike Conley again after this year. Like he's right. he's at an age right now where it's conceivable that he could begin to drop off after this year. Oh, for sure. So I just I want him to get that one in. Yeah, just get him in. Yeah, I mean, again, I think a lot of this, like, I I know, again, I hate that you, or you hate that team success plays into this, mm-hmm. but, like, if Memphis falls out further behind where they are right now, I mean, they're right now only a game behind the sixth seed, if they go through a little slump, I think that's going to hurt Conley's case. Like, right now, I think, because numbers-wise, I think Drew ha- wins, but yes, the Pelicans are really starting to hit a rough patch, and the Grizzlies are still, you know, right now they would not be in the playoffs, but they're a half game out. So, like, this this Grizzlies team that won 22 games last year already has 18 wins this season. The right. one, you know, they yes, they added Kyle Anderson, and yes, they added Garrett Temple and Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm not going to downplay. Like I say, it's all Mike Conley, but Mike Conley is very much the head of this snake, and him mm-hmm. coming back has had a marked impact on this team. So I think... Yeah, it would not surprise me at all if we get the, as I said, the Goran Dragic Career Achievement Award. And the thing with Conley is he's not a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never gone out there to chase, you know, 25 points a game. 
or right. ten assists or whatever. Like right. he's just a very solid two way guy. Yeah. And you know, you can say the same about Drew, honestly, but Drew has become, you know, in recent seasons more of a numbers guy. He's become mm-hmm. a greater scorer. He's become a greater playmaker and all that, and that's fine. So I, I think Drew should kind of take Mike's spot after this year. Like just let good. Mike get that one <laughs> one all star game in. Then let Mike, you know, ride off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Nice and easy. And then Drew's time is in for a couple of years until someone else surplants him. Right. And like both of these guys could get in. There's no <laughs> reason they both can't. But I do feel like just it's most likely going to come down to one or the other. Right. Um, so before we move on to the East, let's talk Luca. All right. Well, make, we make his case. We, make the fat we, man's case. <laughs> you didn't think 100 minutes yesterday was enough? <laughs> um, well, basically, uh, he's taking the league by storm. Um, what he's doing right now is it's ridiculous. He's highly efficient. Well, okay, highly efficient is basically too much. He's you know, 56% true shooting percentage, so mm-hmm. right around league average, honestly. Mm-hmm. But... You know, that's not the sense you get when you watch him play. Like, the <laughs> defense, entire defenses are just keyed in on this guy. A 19-year-old rookie. He's hitting insane jump shots at the end of regulation. He's, you know, pulling off weird layups and <laughs> step backs like an angel. I mean, I again, the entertainment factor here is important. And yeah. he is one hell of an entertainer. Yeah. Uh And he's just too good to ignore. He, You know, when I, when I look back at, like, the old All-Star games when... You know, Tim Duncan made it the first year. Michael Jordan made it the first year. Shaq made it the first year. I always look at those guys and I go, "Oh, I'm so glad they they got the the instant recognition for being, you know, great players who are only going to get better and and going forward in that sense." Mm-hmm. And I would just hate to look back. Like for example, LeBron didn't make what was it, the first two years. He didn't make it. Uh, or was it just the, the one first year? I think it definitely was the, the first. first year. All right, but I mean, I would still put LeBron as an All Star that first year. Right. It's it's yeah, almost yeah. like it's a black spot on the resumes. Right, right. I want that little star next to his name on basketball reference <laughs> throughout his entire career. Right. Yeah, actually, LeBron's, his at least his points, assists, and rebounds are shockingly similar to Luka's from the yeah. first seasons, except Luka's been a much better three-point shooter. Right. And LeBron didn't came, come in as a shooter, and, you know, it was fine. He's a different player. Right, but but LeBron, you're right. Yeah, LeBron was a little better defensively. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, it and it helps a being lot more minutes. Oh my god. Yeah, LeBron was used oh that yeah. first year. Thirty nine point five minutes. My yeah. word. Eighteen year old rookie. Here you go. Forty minutes a night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this on your patron pod yesterday, but for those who did not catch this, I think my favorite Lucas death this year. There have been, uh, I mean. Out of all the players who have played crunch time minutes this year, mm. Luka Doncic is 12th in total crunch time scoring. Yep, there we go. He is ahead of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of Damian Lillard. Oh, boy. Uh, ahead of Tobias Harris. I was trying to find it. Ahead of Paul George. There we go. And Russ oh. Westbrook. Well. Yeah. Ahead of Jimmy Butler. Oh, Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like I think that really. So that you're saying be... the Kings made a mistake? <laughs> oh, 
always this is forever. All, this is always. the entire point. Like yeah. this was just a decoy podcast. Like for the first thirty-seven minutes, <laughs> right. we're just running down like fake all-star picks, only to come up to this point and just go, <laughs> kings, kings. Yeah, no, but like that's. I mean, for as you said, for this kid to be a nineteen-year-old rookie and to have mm. that kind of responsibility and to right. come through in those moments. I mean, he's shooting eighteen of thirty-four in the clutch. Oh, that's, like, that's wild. Yeah, that's ridiculous. LeBron's shooting 19 of 42. James Harden's 14 of 34. Kyrie's 30 of 60. Kemba's 25 of 68. Like, Luka's been more efficient than all of them. I mean, but could he be as efficient in the NCAA? <laughs> right. Could he do this against Ohio State? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, Jer- that Jerry me- remains out. Yeah, that Misu defense, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. But, I mean, the the tough thing working against Luca is, one, they're just not going to be that many spots available. And two, as you mentioned, there just aren't that many rookies who have made the All-Star game. It's Blake Griffin was yeah. the last one, and he, according to Donovan Mitchell, was not a rookie when he made it. So then, technically, right. Yao Ming was the last actual rookie. That was fueled. I mean, he got the fourth most votes that year. Thank you, China. So, like, you right. have to go so, back to Tim Duncan to find one. Yeah, that that wasn't the technicality. So, like, I think if Luca played in the East, he's a shoe in. But I think because he plays in the West, right? Uh, it, right now, I don't think he would make it in. But if he keeps doing ridiculous things like that fadeaway step back three he had against the Blazers the other night, which was like a touch shot. I know, it yeah, was exactly. the weirdest shot. No, and I I agree with you. Look on the numbers alone, he's not there. Yeah, it's more of a personal preference thing. Um, right. Look, I. I need to be fair because I don't want Russell Westbrook in, so I can't sit here afterwards, you know, saying, "Oh, Lucas should be in," because he, you know, because he's worthy or something like that. Those numbers just don't add up. So, mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I think if it comes down to him or Tobias Harris, it's it's Harris, and yeah. to be fair, it probably should go to Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's having a better year, but right. but you just have to, you know, you. It really depends on do you. Do you take age into account? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. And, you yeah. know, we'll, as we get closer to the actual selections, we'll revisit these. But we just figured to, like, <laughs> we wanted to get this on your radar so you mm. guys know just how absurd the West snubs are going to be. Like, many of the guys we just discussed are not going to make it in, which just feels wrong. Let's expand the rosters to 30 next year. There's too much talent in the NBA. Can, can we just agree that Russ at least should go last in the draft? <laughs> and oh, he can if he's voted in a starter. Let's hope that. Oh no, he, no, he's no, not he going to be a starter. He won't be. Yeah. He won't be. Right. Can we uh, just? That would be. That would be. You know, I, I would take Russ getting into the All Star game if he's the last player picked. Well, wasn't there? A, I thought there was that like controversy last year where he thought he was because his, it was like listed alphabetically. And his oh. name was the last one on the list, so he thought he I don't got know. picked last. I, I don't know, but I, I didn't follow that too closely, but I hope so, because that I'm sounds hilarious. Sure that was a thing, yeah. But I just, I want that. If I, I'll take Russ as an all-star if it means, you know, he is just the one man left standing. <laughs> and there's still going to be like, hmm, hmm, all right. Yeah. Well, guess we'll take you, Russ. Like, we uh. have no other option. Ben Simmons or Russ? Well, yeah, at uh, least Ben Simmons won't take bad jumpers. Come here, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> ben Simmons will at least rebound contested rebounds, you know? Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> On that. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids' and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance no let's go into the eastern conference where i think the picture is a little bit easier to decipher there's still going to be a couple snubs but not nearly as many right the locks i think there are four locks for the starting lineup and i think there's one backcourt spot that is open there's a there's a guy i would lean to but there's one that's like still somewhat up in the air whereas all five of the west starting spots are like stone cold locks all right one starting spot is Giannis. Agreed. Kawhi Leonard. Obviously. Joel Embiid. Duh. Kyrie Irving. Yep. The last one, I think it's either Victor Oladipo or Kemba Walker. I mean, I, I'm going Depot. I mean, how many games did he miss, though? Yeah. See, that's... And, like, I, I mean, the, the team has been really good. Which I think is why he'll end up getting it. Yeah. But oh, like, he's missed eleven. Yeah, and like the the breakout, like the new breakout smell is off of him. Like last year, he was like, "Oh my god, this guy's yeah." Where did this come from? And now this year, it's like, "Oh, well, okay, we expected this." Oh, this is tough. Um, and he's actually scoring a lot less less than I thought. I hadn't looked right. up his his. I, I will I will give Debo this when you watch him play. Like, he looks the exact same like last year. You're not yeah. feeling, you know, that he's scoring less. Right, right. That's not when you, what you take away from him. So no. this actually surprised me. Well, I, I might actually go with Kemba now. Yeah, I think I lean Kemba right now. Yeah, yeah, I might go with Kemba. Yeah. yeah. But either way, I think both of those guys are locks. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If Victor Oladipo is not a lock, something's wrong. Even with the 11 <laughs> missed games. Like, he right. is, you know... A, a very very solid two way player yeah. who can initiate the offense and he's a wonderful all around player as well. So yes, if he's not there, he, that's a Damian Lillard type of snub. Right, agree with yeah. that. The only other lock I have is Blake Griffin. Yeah, we're there. Okay. Um. Well, I might put Andre Drummond up as a lock. I, see, he's a, he's like one of the maybes for me, but I think yeah. he's like. More likely than not, right? I I probably add him to the the locks list, but I get why you why you you're hesitant. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's I, so close. Yeah, I I think he gets in. I don't think there's any question he gets in. But oh yeah, no no no, he's like like Depot. He should get in. There's right. no two ways about it. Yeah. Okay, so let's so I'm gonna separate this next group. There's gonna be like yeah. guys who I think. So that's seven spots, not counting Drummond. 
So we have five spots left. So there are a couple guys who I think will get in. Drummond is one of them, and Ben Simmons is the other one. Mm-hmm. And I'm then, not sure about Ben yet, but okay. And then there are, I think, Kyle Lowry, too. I mean, I know his numbers are down, but, like, yeah. again, it goes back to team success, and, like, they've just been so effing good. He has been banged up a little bit, so... Right. That I mean, that could change things. Can I throw you a weird one here when we're talking about Toronto? Serge Ibaka. I thought you were going to say Siakam. Oh, I could. Yeah. I actually could. Yeah. I don't think those guys make it, but I like both of them. Siakam's just going to... He's got MIP locked up. He's fine. Yeah, that's true. But but Ibaka, he's... I really thought he was going the different way. Like, he was going to be, like, a 10-11 point scorer because it oh, just yeah. seems like his career was trending that way. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of researched a little bit. And, you know, 16 and a half points, 7 boards. This is the most rebounds he's averaged since 2015. Yeah. Like, yeah. and he's efficient. Not from three, but otherwise, like, from the field overall, from the line. Still shot blocker. I mean, again, he would be a weak all-star. He wouldn't even be on the radar in the West. Right. But that's where we are. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, do, I think he deserves some recognition. I think you could at least make it an argument whether you want Lowry or Ibaka this year. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, how about Bradley Beal? Bradley, I, I like Bradley. I think mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's just so underrated on an annual basis. He just plays for a, for a really bad team. <laughs> right. So, right. I mean, if we go into that whole thing, you know, with, with team success, you know, having to mean something, then you might make an argument that he shouldn't be in there, but his stats are fine. I mean, and he's I've, a little low on the three ball, but, I mean, yeah. And I think, like, if he wasn't playing this well, I mean, the Wizards are terrible, but if he wasn't mm. playing this well, how bad would they be? Oh no no he I mean they would be like Phoenix <laughs> right? of the of the East yeah 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 I I was because I have been like you know I wrote something for Fanside the other day about some potential first time All Stars so mm. I was trying to like suss out how many spots are open in each conference basically and I listed initially listed Beal as a lock it got some pushback on that so like mm. that's why I moved him down to the maybes list but I he's one of the guys like a Drummond where I think. He has the inside track to get in, if nothing else. Yes. I mean, I get why he's not a lock. If the if Washington's record had been reversed, then he would have been a lock. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we are. And, and you know, if you look at the skill level and the talent level, I think he should be a lock based off of that. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of, you know, the poor record and the whole dysfunctional you know, thing going around that team, whatever it is. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay, so we, we say Drummond is in, Beal is in. Yes. TBD on the Raptors in general, outside of Kawhi. Right. So that's right. nine spots. You're, you're not sure on Simmons. Not not yet. Not yet. Is, is it because he's a coward? <laughs> well, look, I mean, part of me wants him to go to the All-Star game just so he can chuck threes. <laughs> right. Finally, they're would... meaningless. Yes, I think that would be perfect practice ground. Right. And look, imagine the story. If Ben Simmons comes out in All-Star Game and starts hitting threes, and that that is the one game that just unlocks him, and he just becomes like, oh, 
oh, I can do this. Right. And then he, after the All-Star break, he just starts launching like seven a game. <laughs> just, could you imagine? three-point contest. Right. I mean, look, you, the, there's not enough ink on the internet to to, <laughs> to cover all those stories. I, I just, look, I'm slightly afraid of Ben Simmons because as I've spoken with you about as well, I don't know how well he fits on the Sixers because of his non-shooting ability. And Mm -hmm. that, to me, is also a drawback. I get that this is an all-star game. So from an entertainment angle, yes, he should be in. He's highly entertaining. He dunks well. He has great passes. He dribbles like Magic freaking Johnson. I mean, so so from that perspective, yes, he should be in. And he should be above, you know, at least Chris Middleton because Chris Middleton's going to come in. He's going to fake two times. He's going to hit a three, which is not... (laughs) terribly exciting to watch in terms of an all-star game but right. i i just don't think the game has been routed out yet i think there's mm-hmm. some co- there are some components missing so far i think that's fair i think the case you can make for him and the one i did for fan-sided at you know because i mean frankly he probably should have made it over Goran Dragic last year mm, yeah yeah he, he was better last year right yeah. um the case you can make for him is that he's one of only three players averaging, I think it was 15 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists a game. Yeah. And I believe it was Russ and Jokic were the other two. Well, we see with Russ that it's meaningless. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, right. no I, I agree with that. He, he, is, he, he is fantastic at what he does. I think it's more so the constant reminder in the back of your head of what he can become mm-hmm. or what he could become if he just took that damn jumper <laughs> right yeah hey he hit a 22 footer the other day he did hey you know what? i really hope that actually gives him something i hope he Me goes too. back and just like looks at it and goes oh that was clean yeah like i had a good look at it, it felt good coming out of the hand just like builds on it Right, like it was a desperation heave. I mean, he was like, like a turnaround. The shot clock had not yeah. reset, so he had to just juck it up. But it, yeah, I mean, it looked good. And like that, you know, there have been a number of breakdowns that came out of that Celtic Sixers game. Jared Weiss had one, a really good one. Um, Sirazzo of Yahoo Sports also had one where, you know, they highlight like this is how the six, this is why the Sixers offense bogs down. And it's not a Jimmy Butler problem. It's a Ben Simmons in the dunker spot problem. Like when he is off the ball, the Sixers offense doesn't work as well because you put him like on the weak side of the rim and then Joel Embiid tries to post up and the team can double team him and there's nowhere to pass the ball. So, well, I mean, no doo-doo, Sherlock. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. pretty obvious. Right. So, I mean, there, there are still, I don't know if it's fair to hold the Sixers fit like long-term fit concerns with him, Butler, yeah, and Embiid against him for the All-Star game. Yeah, but that's fair. I do also hear you that, like, yeah, I mean, you want more from him, and it, it will become progressively more frustrating if he doesn't start rounding out with, like, right. any semblance of a jumper. And I'm also kind of afraid, because if he's chosen an All-Star, he would, might, you know, he might end up thinking, oh, well, that means I do enough. <laughs> right, right. I don't want him to think that. I, 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 I want him to actually get snubbed in a way. So he mm. goes inwards and looks, okay, I have to improve. Yeah. I can basically do everything on this court except shoot. Right. I can defend, I can dribble, I can pass, I can rebound, I can score in the post, I can drive, I can dunk. I just need that one thing. 
that yeah. one damn thing. How about his teammate Jimmy Butler? In. Yeah, I, his numbers are somewhat down since he's joined the Sixers, but I think yes, the combination of those two big shots he's hit against, I think it was Brooklyn and Charlotte, plus like he's willingly conceding shot attempts. I mean, he mm-hmm. he he was at fifteen point seven in Minnesota. He's down to fourteen point one here. Like he's he's not trying to do as much in Philly by design. So. It, like, the only thing that makes me question whether he gets in is, I mean, I don't think he gets in as a starter, and I wonder if coaches hold it against him the way he forced his way out of Minnesota. Oh, you're going all conspiracy theory on me right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it might. Right? I, I like, can't see I can't sit here and go, yeah, well, you know what? I actually spoke to you know, whoever. <laughs> right. uh, I don't know. Um, might Might be an issue. But I also think that coaches love defense. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's made it each of the last four years. He He's very similar to Clay Thompson, where even though his numbers are somewhat down, I think it's more like a like a legacy. Like, oh, we've just associated you with the All-Star game for so long. You're going to be in there. But I don't know. It's I, I, don't, I don't think he's a lock, necessarily. I, I think he should be. Because, look, I mean, the defense is outstanding. He's just yeah. a dog. Yeah. And I get that you could argue the same with Clay, mm-hmm. but let's be honest. You know there have been moments where they've all just coasted in Golden State, right? Like they're just so bored, <laughs> right? Right. And Jimmy is so driven. Yeah. By the way, are Sixers fans still under the belief that Robert Covington is a better oddball defender than Jimmy Butler? <laughs> I don't think so. I hope not. Right. I mean, Go Covington's ahead. his strength was never on-ball defense. It was the off-ball awareness that made him so great. Well, yeah, but that's not what Sixers Twitter told me. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Just no, just no. want to make sure. Okay. Jimmy, be- yeah, Jimmy Butler. I mean, like, I would have loved for both of them to be able to play together. That would have been oh, yeah. ideal. But oh, yeah. Such is life. Yeah, but we agree that Jimmy's defense is outstanding, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, right. he's still one of the best two-way players in the NBA, bar none. Exactly. So that's why I put him in. Okay. So we'll say Drummond, Beal, Butler. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811 select styles excludes in-store clearance. At Pathways Financial Credit Union, we know things come up that might require extra family funds. You could use the equity in your home to help pay for almost anything, from home improvements to a family vacation. Our home equity line of credit has rates and payments much lower than a traditional loan or credit card. Find out why Pathways is the fastest-growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at pathwayscu.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the NCUA are in Simmons Lowry question marks. So that at most leaves two spots left. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Chris Middleton. Yeah, we, we kind of have to, don't we? Like, obviously, you and I wanted our boy to be <laughs> in have, there, but right, we have caped for so long for him. Yes, and then he shows up this season. He's kind of meh. 
shooting a career low, 40.9% overall. Yes, and here's the thing. When you watch him play, there is something going on. Mm-hmm. Not 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 necessarily you know team teammate you know situation or anything. It just seems like he's playing not within within himself. Like Coach right. Bud had to bench him at some point. Right. Just like you just you, you didn't have it. You just yeah. didn't have it, and you could see you know in Chris's eyes like he was so frustrated at himself. Like there isn't any you know, at least not from we know. <laughs> there isn't any you know internal drama as far as I know or you know, mm-hmm. but. It just seems that something's going on. Mm-hmm. Like he's averaging three points less a game. Yeah. Uh, granted, he's playing five minutes less as well. Right. And he's doing more playmaking. He's doing more rebounding. But like, the Bucks really need him to score. Yeah, and I mean, part of his decline in efficiency is that he's taking a career high seven point two threes a game. So more than half of his right. overall field goal attempts are from three, whereas. It was usually around like a third of them in mm-hmm. each of the past six seasons. So that, in, I mean, just no one is as good of a shooter from three as they are from inside the arc unless your name is Steph Curry. So like right. by design, he his, he was always going to shoot worse than he did last year. But I agree. there it He is not taken off the way you would hope, especially mm-hmm. given like how well the rest of the Bucks have played. I mean, he's been... Like a very adequate sidekick, yes. But like, I definitely expected a step forward from him. You know, last year he played really well, and I thought he yeah, was gonna, he was tremendous, right? And I thought he was gonna like build upon that heading into this contract year. It just hasn't quite been the case yet. So like, he's one of these guys where, to me, it could go either way. I could see mm-hmm. him making it. I could see him not. I just he will have to see how. You know, the next month shakes out. I think going back to the team success argument, that's going to be in his favor. Favor. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're the second best team in the East. I Usually a team like that gets more than one all-star. Agreed. And, you know, it's just one month of high-quality play. Right. Like, that will turn this whole thing around. Yep. If he has a month where he averages, like, 24 a game on a true shooting percentage of, like, 63... Yeah. Okay. Everything. Yeah. No, well, you know, he's capable of having right. those, you know, you know, a hot streaks. Mm-hmm. Because when he really fires through, mm-hmm. he's really on lock. I mean, he, he can be a tremendous volume scorer at times. Tremendous. Yeah. So it's just a matter of hitting this in stride. I have a theory. This is just like, you know, couch theory, really. Okay. But I, I think he's one of those guys who just do better with more minutes. Mm. You know that yeah. right now he's being saved. You can see Bud takes him out a lot, you know, to save him and preserve him. Which mm-hmm. you know it's not ill intended, mm-hmm. but I think he's one of those guys who are just very much like Luol Deng. Like he produces more when he's getting like a ton of minutes. I could see that. Let's do the last guy I have on the list of maybes is Nikola yeah. Vucevic. Yeah, that's a good one actually. I mean, the Magic suck, but right. That's the case against him. Yeah, is the magic once again rope a doped all of you into mm-hmm. thinking they were good, and now they're starting to flatline a little bit. We don't even know where Nikola Vucevic is going to play by the All Star game. Right, he may be on a different team for all we know. But that said, 
He's setting career highs in points, 20.2 a game. He's like right there in rebounds, 11.8. Career high 3.6 assists. Mm-hmm. Shooting tied with his career high in shooting at 52.3%. One thousandth of a percentage point away from his free throw high at 81.8. To me, he's like a Bradley Beal, and it's like, yeah, he's playing this well, and the Magic are still starting to suck. Imagine how bad they would be without Nikola Vucevic this year. Agreed. So we, we've spoken about Vooch, you know, a fair bit on this podcast because, mm-hmm. you know, very early on this season, you know, we identified that he was actually dramatically improved. Right. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of people were, were kind of skeptic about whether or not he could maintain that. But at least to me, and, and I think you cited on me with this, that it felt like it was sustainable. Yeah. Because it wasn't, everything came within the flow of the offense Everything was, you know, sort of calculated. It wasn't him just having these weird games out of thin air. Like, mm-hmm. it, you had a, a very stable foundation that he built upon. Like, he's an elite rebounder. He's an elite scorer. For a setter, he's an elite passer. He's basically a unicorn player at this point, but we don't label him as a unicorn because he's 28. Yeah. Like, I, it seems that label goes to younger players. He's also not... Like an elite shot blocker, I feel like right. But we call Laurie Markin a unicorn. Yeah, is he? True. That's true. I mean, and we call Kristaps Porzingis a unicorn. He's a great shot blocker, but he's a horrible rebounder. Right. That's fair. So I mean, every one of those guys come in with severe weaknesses on that. You know, statistical weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, at least you can look at Vuce's line and go, well, he does average a block. He does average <laughs> a steal. Right. You know, he's he's not a net negative offensively defensively yeah you have some concerns but mm-hmm. i mean that's the only thing that's yeah. really the only thing and it's not like he's you know t- carl anthony towns out there <laughs> no right, but i mean exactly. like he does have games where when he's matched up against someone a little bit older and slower like he'll hold his own yeah he's yeah. going to get overpaid a lot oh my in gosh. july wildly yeah oh yeah yeah, so he's one of only four players averaging at least 20 points, 11 rebounds, and three assists a game. The other three are Anthony Davis, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. There you go. Yeah, like not only are those other three going, are, are they locks for the All-Star game, they are locks to be named starters in the All-Star game. Mm. Vooch, his PER is a career-high 25.4, career-high defensive rebounding percentage, total rebounding percentage, assist percentage... Yeah. Career high usage rate too. Like, I wonder. I, I, I you know, I don't have time to filter this because when we are recording my computer is slow as hell. Uh-huh. But I wonder how many guys in the league at the center position have a tr- have a total rebounding percentage of twenty and an assist percentage of over twenty as well. Mm. I don't yeah. think it's a lot. I can't imagine it is. No. Yeah, I mean it and that's what makes him like I think for all of these all star game or all star candidates, you mm. can't just look at like pure numbers. <laughs> I know that's what you were going with, you know, against Russ is like, yeah, his numbers are great, but like what's unique about him? For Russ, I think, you know, I know you hate the oh he's averaging a triple double, but like that's unique about him. For Vooch That's true. You know, I think you need to have like something unique about you to like qualify to be an all-star otherwise mm-hmm. like just just putting up 20 and 10 a game 
yeah, that's great, but like that doesn't separate you necessarily from everyone else. Adding the three assists or adding three pointers, yeah. all of a sudden that does. And to answer your question, Vooch is really the only player, the only high-volume player to be have an assist percentage and a rebound percentage above 20. Kylo Quinn okay. and Raleigh Alkins are the other two. There you go. Yeah. So like that, that's, that's special. Right, and that, that kind of thing makes the case for him. I think... If I had to choose right now, I would pick him over Middleton, and it kills me to say it. I am not inclined to disagree. Yeah. Like, he... It's going to be interesting, because, like, again, there's there are still going to be snubs in the East. It's not going to mm-hmm. be the West. Can you think of anyone I left out? That's why I, I kind of feel that we've missed someone. It, right. it feels like, like there's a player just... Josh Richardson, maybe? No, no. Like, Al Horford's not it. Tatum's nope. not it. John Wall's not it. There we go. That was the one. Yeah, you're <laughs> John, right. John Wall. Yeah, but you're, but you're absolutely right. Like, no. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, maybe if you're going just by raw numbers, but there's no mm. way, like, Wall should be in and Beal's not. Like, if the Wizards are only getting one All-Star, it's going to be Beal, I hope. Right. I, I agree. Like John, let's just run off. You know John's numbers. You know, almost twenty-one points a game, eight and a half assists, three and a half rebounds, shooting just thirty percent from downtown. <laughs> oh my God, shooting <laughs> under seventy from the foul line, yeah. turning the ball over almost four times a game. And I believe I saw a stat where he was actually the player who ran the least amount of miles. Right. Right. Yeah. Zach was big on that. Yeah, which is. Really, I mean, yeah, I know he's big on it, but it's also a very accurate portrayal of what a player does. <laughs> right. I mean, right. it just he's one of those guys who just wastes his potential and wastes his talents a lot. I, that shouldn't be rewarded. Yeah. I think, unlike the West where every team is competitive, like the Hawks, Bulls, Knicks, and Cavs are not getting an all-star, nor should they. No. No, no, The no, Wizards no. are only going to get one, I think. I mean, maybe Wall gets in, but, like, Beal is their most deserving one. Vooch is the only guy on the Magic who deserves it. The Nets are just, like, th- there's no one guy who deserves it. I guess you could say, like, Spencer Dinwiddie, but I don't think he's above any of the no. guys we just talked about. They're just, like, they, they do it with a bunch of B-plus guys, which is great. It's a, I mean, they're a half game out of the playoffs right now. I have no complaints about how they how they built their team, given their reality. Josh Richardson on the Heat, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, no, I, I'm not feeling that one yet. I mean, yeah. look, Richardson is good. I mean, I'm not knocking right. Richardson at all, but right. we also have to look at the realities of this situation. One, he's a great two-way guard, mm-hmm. and you know he's a developing offensive player, but he's still shooting just 40.9%. Right. He's not a great rebounder. He's not a great playmaker. Mm-hmm. So... You know, what's that added layer that you also talked about? Like, oh, Russ has a hook. That's the triple-double. Nikola Jokic, only player with, you know, 20% uh, on total rebound percentage and assist percentage. Like, what's Richardson's hook? Yeah, I, I I don't think he has one. Nope, not not yet, at least. I mean, right. he's 25, so right, next year. Right. Yeah, there's so, plenty of time. It's just right now. Right. So, can, can you help me fight Bulls Twitter come February about. In regards to Zach Levine, then? Oh, they think he should be an all-star? I've seen a few. Oh, granted, no. Granted, I will I will say it's the C-Red crowd, which okay. 
yeah, so, you know, Gar Pack's apologists, which, yeah. you know, you should never take seriously, but I just I just wanted to throw it out there that, no. you know... You know. No. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Luckily, Thank you. This, this ankle injury will sideline him for enough time that that should eliminate Eddie. No, he, he, he was back. He was back oh, last night. Oh, is he? Oh, great. Oh, uh, yeah. And, of course, Jim Boylan had to play him off the bench because, you know, starting someone on the bench after an injury... <laughs> makes all the difference in the world. They, I, I love how some coaches are still get going back to 1980s philosophy. Oh, a guy has missed time. He needs to come off the bench. Right. Like, what? Right. Just make a lick of sense. It doesn't so change dumb. anything. You know, I um, I was just reminded of the guy that I, I thought we kind of forgot. But it was because we were so high on him coming into the season. And we were like, oh, he's finally turned the corner. Smiles Turner. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he has to some extent. He, right. He's improved. He is right. definitely improved. I mean, yep. there is no two ways about it. If you just watch the game, it's so obvious. But you still need to have the numbers. Yep. You just you cannot get in by averaging under 13 points and 7.5 and rebounds. Right. Just, I get the three blocks. That's great. Yep. Truly is. But not there yet. Sorry. Yeah. Just not there. He's like, he's the opposite of Russ. He's a better player than the box score indicates. Correct. By the way, I, I two years ago and one year ago, I've made this thing with you twice now, and I'm going to do it a third time. Okay. Please look at the point scored per 36 minutes for Miles Turner over the course of his career. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If, if he got those minutes. Almost the exact same number 16.3 and 16.3 again i i can't i can't decide whether i should compliment his consistency (laughs) or if i should criticize the lack of internal improvement right right yeah i'm not sure either yeah uh okay so let's let's make picks for the east that we said Giannis, Kyrie, Embiid, Kawhi, oladipo griffin walker are locks yes that's seven drummond is in Mm, Beal's in. Beal's in. That's nine. Vooch. Vooch is ten. Butler. Yeah, eleven. So then it comes down to Middleton, Simmons, Lowry, Ibaka. Oh, man. Oh, I just... I I, I get why, you know, you'd want Lowry in there. I get mm-hmm. it. It's the best team in the league. Right now, at least. Yeah. He's averaging almost ten assists. He's just not that player that he used to be, like right. that volatile offensive player. Yeah, the points per game are a lot lower than. Really, they're a yeah. lot lower than they've been in years. Yeah, like oh, you know, that's another guy. You know, t- average twenty two points in 2016, 2017. Now he's mm-hmm. down to fourteen. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, you're probably going Ben. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, like I think I would right now, but it doesn't feel good. That's no, right too. I'd still probably go Lowry, honestly. I don't know. Should we should we agree on Lowry then? And then yeah. then then just decidedly shut out Ben Simmons as yeah. punishment. Right. If it's gonna make him take more threes, I hope yeah. Ben does not make the all star game this year. Right. That's that's kind of the logic that I'm applying. Yeah. <laughs> good. But and, and also I still feel bad about leaving out Chris Middleton. Yeah. So so I'm I'm basically putting Kyle Lowry in as a placeholder for Middleton. Right. Well, someone will inevitably get hurt. 
I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, that isn't true. But, like, mm. someone will probably miss the game because of an injury. So, I mean, one of those guys, one of the alternates there. If you're an alternate in the East, there's a non-zero chance you're actually going to get in. Whereas the West, Godspeed to the snubs there. Yeah. I still feel we're looking over someone, and it might be, like, from a very loaded Boston team. But you're absolutely right when you look over the roster. Like, it's not Tatum. It's not Horford. Like Marcus Morris, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, none of those guys. Like, yeah, it's just like a lot of the East teams are doing it by committee, which is great, but yeah, that doesn't lend itself to many All Stars. All right, well, that's a good place to wrap up. More again, this is going to be our last pod for 2018. I am heading to Japan tomorrow, so if you enjoyed this, well, listen to it again because we'll, we'll be back sometime around the middle of January. In the meantime, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find our Twitter handles in our bios to give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes. Please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker. So check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Until next time, I'm Brian Tidporek, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a happy new year, Mort. You too, Brian, and uh, have a good trip. Thanks, man. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clothes. Your family is special. That's why Pathways Financial Credit Union offers many mortgage options to help you buy that special home or refinance your current home. Pathways offers some of the best rates and lowest fees you'll find anywhere in the country. As the fastest growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years, you know you can trust our mortgage professionals to do what's best for you. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at pathwayscu.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the NCUA.